As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chelsea, and I love true crime. And I'm David, and I love horror movies. And we co-host Based on a True Crime, a podcast where we discuss the real cases that inspired some of the most gruesome crimes and criminals to grace the big and small screens. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play if you're interested in hearing the true stories behind some really great movies, including In Cold Blood, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and Murder by Numbers. So grab some popcorn, with extra fake butter topping of course, and join us as we explore just how much of the movies that kept you awake at night are real. Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Haunted Visions podcast. We are dedicated to stories of the paranormal, spine-chilling history, and adventures into the darkness of the unknown. So grab a flashlight, lock your doors, curl up under your blankets, and prepare to be scared. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Haunted Visions. I'm Brandy here at the Lebanon Studios, and with me, as always, is Rachel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of Haunted Visions. That's right. Today, we're going to talk about the Joplin Spook Light, um, and this is one that Rachel and I have talked about for a long time doing and, um, and you know, going down there and visiting because it seems like a pretty cool place. I'm sure the people that live there don't think so, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so Rachel, why don't you go ahead and, and get us started here? All right. So I'm going to set the scene for everybody. The Joplin spook light is kind of seen almost in like a tri-state area, um, a couple intersecting states. Um, but mainly the best way to see it is in the evening, um, in Oklahoma. So imagine you're driving down a country road in Oklahoma one night with your windows down on a nice warm summer evening. You've got your radio pumping out some music. You feel the cool breeze whipping around in your car as you cruise down the road. It's nightfall and maybe you're heading to your friend's house for a drink or maybe you've got big plans for the weekend on your mind. Either way, you're distracted by the busy bustle of life when suddenly you notice a huge orange halo of light rising up to meet you on the hill in front of you. You look at the time on your radio. No way it's the sun. You watched it set before you headed out on your journey. Baffled, you can't help but keep your eyes glued to this pulsating orb. 
There are no city lights around. There isn't another car headed towards you in the distance. You pull the car over and open your door to step out and brace yourself in case this turns out to be one of those crazy alien abduction stories you've heard and laughed about. Now you're frightened. As you stare fixated on the strange undulating sphere, it disappears right before your very eyes. You jump back into your car and desperately fumble with your keys as you try to find the right one to start it up. You peel out of the gravel shoulder of the road and race up the hill to find where this wicked-looking light disappeared to. Once you've breached the horizon, it's gone. No explanations, nothing else in sight. It's just gone. You have just encountered what's been shockingly, what's been shocking many onlookers for decades. You have just witnessed the Joplin spook light. So here's a few different um, tidbits of history about the Joplin spook light. Um, some of my information was found on Joplin, Missouri's website. So if you're interested in going and just visiting or going to Oklahoma and visiting, I would suggest you check it out. Um, it has a bunch of other things on there that are for tourist attractions. So bobbing and bouncing along a dirt road in northeast Oklahoma is the Hornet Spook Light, a paranormal enigma for more than a century. Described most often as orange ball of light, the orb travels from east to west along a four-mile gravel road, long called the Devil's Promenade by area locals. So I called it the Joplin Spook Light because that's how a lot of people know it, but as you just heard, it was also called the Hornet Spook Light. The spook light, often referred to as the Joplin spook light or the tri-state spook light, is actually in Oklahoma near the small town of Quapaw. However, it is most often seen from the east, which is why it's been attached to the tiny hamlet of Hornet, Missouri, and the larger, better-known town of Joplin. According to the legend, the spook light was first seen by Native Americans along the infamous Trail of Tears in 1836. But the first official report occurred in 1881, and it was published, actually, in the Ozark Spook Light. The ball of fire, described as varying from the size of a baseball to a basketball, dances and spins down the center of the road at high speeds, rising and hovering above the treetops before it retreats and disappears. Others have said it sways from side to side, like a lantern being carried by some invisible force. In any event, the orange fire-like ball has reportedly been appearing nightly for well over a hundred years. According to locals, the best time to view the spook light is between the hours of 10 p.m. and midnight and tends to shy away from the large groups and um, large sounds. So that kind of makes it sound like, you know, Brandy, like maybe it's not a, a physical anomaly or a normal explanation, you know, an explanation like shooting stars or meteors or something because if it doesn't want to be around crowds it kind of makes you wonder if it's some kind of maybe ufo or spirit you know sounds like my husband <laughs> strides away from large crowds <laughs> so anyway um though many paranormal and scientific investigators have studied the light including the army corps of engineers no one has been able to provide a conclusive answer as to the origin of the light so I'm going to let Brandy tell you um, what some explanations are, what people have offered for this phenomenon. Well, since nobody really knows, there have been all kinds of explanations that have come up over the years, uh, including escaping natural gas, reflecting car lights, uh, billboards, uh, the will-o'-wisp, a luminescence created by rotting organic matter, 
Um, however, all of these explanations fall short of being very conclusive. As to the theory of escaping natural gas, which is common in marshy, area, marshy areas, the hornet light is seemingly not affected by wind or rain, and how would it self-ignite? Uh, the idea that it might be the will-o'-wisp is, is discounted, as this is a biological phenomena, uh, or this biological phenomena does not display the intensity of the ball of light seen along the Devil's Promenade. Explanations of headlights or billboards are easily discarded as the light was seen years before automobiles or billboards were made and before a road even existed in that area. One possible explanation that's not as easily discounted, but not yet proven conclusive, is that the lights are electrical at atmospheric charges. In areas where rocks deep below the Earth's surface are shifting and grinding, an electrical charge can be created. This area, lying on a fault line, Running east from New Madrid, Missouri, westward to Oklahoma, was the site of four earthquakes during the 18th century. These types of electrical fields are most commonly associated with earthquakes. So there's, there's some legends and some things around it. Um, the, the interesting legends that abound about the light that, provides more ghost, that provide more ghostly explanations. Uh, the oldest is the story of a... Is it Quapa? Quapaw Indian maiden who fell in love with a young brave. However, her father would not allow her to marry the man as he did not have a large enough dowry. The pair eloped, but were soon pursued by a party of warriors. According to the legend, when the couple was close to being apprehended, they joined hands above the Spring River and leapt to their deaths. It was shortly after this event that the light began to appear and was attributed to the spirits of the young lovers. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Another legend tells of a miner whose cabin was attacked by Indians while he was away. Upon his return, he found his wife and children missing, and it's said to continue looking for them along the old road, searching with his lantern. That is sad. Others say the spook light is the ghost of an Osage Indian chief who was decapitated in the area and continues to search for his lost head with a lantern held high in his hand. I don't know that the lantern would help him if he doesn't have a head. Sightings of the spook light are common. Uh, sometimes even reported to be seen inside vehicles. A few people have been walking along the road at night have claimed to have felt the heat of the ball as it passed near them. So, nobody really knows what it is. It's a really weird kind of phenomena. Um, if anybody's interested in going to see it, if you get on I-44, no clue where that is, uh, and take exit 4 to Highway 86 South, uh, you go about 6 miles to Junction Route BB. You turn right on, oh, well, the double B. You turn right on the double B highway and follow the road until it ends. Turn right again, go a mile. Turn left on E50 Road, also known as Spooklight Road. And then about a mile and a half to two miles is the darkest and best place to wait. So these sound like hillbilly directions, is what this sounds like. But if anybody is interested, you can go down there and check those things out yourself. If you do, report back to us and let us know, because that seems like a pretty cool thing yeah. to have. So um, there's also just, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that, you know, classic movie, St. Elmo's Fire, but <laughs> um, it's a weather phenomenon um, in which glowing plasma is created by strong atmospheric electrical fields. Um, they can be caused by tornadoes, thunderstorms, and volcanic eruptions, which... To my knowledge, there's no volcano in Joplin, but you never know. You don't 
um, they are named after the patron saint of sailors, which is Saint Elmo, um, because the Saint Elmo's light of fire was frequently spotted on the masts of sailing ships during thunderstorms at sea, and they will appear as glowing sheets of light and even as balls of light, which can glow with bluish or violet hues like neon lights. So there's one other explanation, and a couple other explanations that. I guess some scientists are going with is refracted light, which is kind of what you would see if you've ever experienced a mirage or if you're driving down the road on a hot day and you see what looks like water from the heat rising from the asphalt. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, So I guess a guy by the name of Logan Smith from Neosho, Missouri, was the first to suggest that the lights were actually just reflected lights off Highway 66 pro- producing these ghost lights. And he um, had suggested this in the 1930s, so it was a while ago. Um, and in the early 1950s, um, Bob Lofton um, detected that the Army engineers had used the wrong road and noticed that Highway 66 to the south of Quapaw had an east-to-west course, which could be the cause of the ghost light. He believed that as traffic fluctuated between 1 and 20 cars or so moving in the same direction, that could explain why phantom lights' intensity varied so much, and that taillights could give off the reddish hue of the spook light. And so that kind of creates an issue, though, his theory, because there are bins in the road. Um, You know, what's the explanation for when you're driving down the road at night and you're the only car? So... The refracted light theory, I can understand if there were multiple cars going down the road, why people would think that, but it's kind of hard to pinpoint when you have people who are actively going and investigating this now, um, and they're the only, literally the only people down there, and a lot of times they will park their cars at the end of the road and walk towards the spook light and see it. No other lights. Kind of weird situation. Believe in magic, muggles. (laughs) <laughs> I believe in magic. I'm still waiting on my letter from Hogwarts. I'm really upset about that. It never came. My mom made me think it would come. Anyway, my dreams were crushed. So, while there are so many theories about the Joplin spook light, I personally think that if it stays away from large crowds or if it stays away from noises, I think it's some kind of intelligent energy. I know that makes me probably sound like a kook, but I mean... I don't know. It's what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a UFO because why would they just hang out in that one area? It doesn't really make sense in that kind of place. What do you think, Brandy? I think it is fairies having a fireball fight. Will of the wisps. As they do. Right. Well, that kind of makes sense, I guess. I guess that's a better explanation than total sense. Makes total sense. But anyway, um, and now we're going to move into our ghastly ghost section. But before we do. I wanted to take time to tell you guys about what I've been talking about, um, the Potter and Love Convention happening in New Orleans, August 10th through the 12th. Um, We would love to see you there. Brandy and I will be speaking on a paranormal panel. We will also be there with Mike Brown of Pleasing Terrors Podcast and Denise and Diane with History Goes Bump. Really great podcast, but it's um, it's a convention that's put on um, for podcast listeners and it's been shows that have been selected by podcast listeners so I think you guys would really enjoy it come take a cemetery tour with us come talk to us um, come say hi take pictures it'll be a really really fun time and who doesn't love New Orleans I know that it sounds like it's a lot of fun so um, 
And also, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Haunted Visions, or you can look us up on Instagram at Haunted Visions, and also come join our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you, Haunted Visions Podcast, and you guys can share spooky stories, read other stories. We share memes um, of spooky stuff and funny things, um, and we just, we're there to support each other and welcome you into the group. And um, Brandy, where can they find us on Patreon if they'd like to help support the show? On patreon.com slash hauntedvisions. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, We really appreciate it. That is true. (laughs) So without further ado, I'm going to read you guys um, a story that was actually submitted to us um, by David. I don't know if he wants me to say his last name, so I'm going to refrain from saying it. Um, So David does travel around a lot for work. Um, and he told me he has quite a few different stories, but we're just going to go with the stories that he submitted to me thus far. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. So, David says, Hey Rachel, I have tons of stories about places I have stayed and visited. And he traveled across the country extensively because of his job since 1999, but he says he's going to start with what got him interested in the supernatural. In 2003, his then-fiancé became pregnant with their daughter. At the time, they lived in an old house, And he says that my family had owned as a rental for quite some time, and it was built around the 1920s, and like most older houses, you could just feel the history when you were there. The basement is typical of all the, you know, the cold, dark, creepy basement. But this one was even worse due to the fact that the basement had several small rooms and very dim lighting. Every time I was down there, I just felt uneasy like I was being watched. When my daughter was born, I started to notice some very odd things that I just couldn't explain. It started with items just coming up missing. Things like keys, wallets, numerous other items would come up missing, only to be found in places they shouldn't be or more disturbing in areas I knew I had already checked. For instance, one day I received a check for a project I had been waiting on. I put the check in my computer desk drawer so I could take it to the bank the next day. The next day I went to go check, and it was not where I had left it. I I looked in my other drawers, my pockets, trash, everywhere that you can imagine, but it was just gone. I ended up having a replacement one sent to me. It arrived on a Saturday, and I kept telling myself, I am not losing this one. And he opened the drawer to put it in there, and then he found the missing one. 
that he opened that drawer, he says, and he searched that drawer a dozen times just to make sure that it didn't fall on the back or anything like that, and it was there. And he says his heart skipped a beat when the missing check was right there. He tried to laugh it off and think that it was him being blind. Then he goes on to say, We had a year of similar occurrences. When my daughter was 15 months old, I found out I was going to be a father again, and that is when things got stranger. One night after returning home from an extended trip out of town, my fiancé and I were relaxing at home and watching a few movies. This night ended up being particularly odd. As we sat on the couch, there was a loud shatter of glass breaking in the sink. When I went to see what it was, it was a cup that was on the counter and it had shattered. Puzzled, we both shook it off and went back to our movie. A bit later, we were killing a bottle of wine and had our glasses on the coffee table by the couch. As we sat on the couch, we watched as one of the glasses slid six to eight inches by itself across the table. Now, when something like that happens, your first instinct is just to figure out why. And I guess that maybe the condensation under the glass caused it and we laughed it off. We finished the movie and went to bed. Around 2 a.m., we were both jolted from bed by a very loud pounding sound. I jumped from bed and grabbed a weapon. I think it might have been a pink softball bat. That's a story for another time. When I went past the door, going to the basement, I heard some noises in the basement. My adrenaline started to flow as I thought someone was in my house. As I am standing in front of the door, trying to calm myself, the handle on the door starts to jiggle from the other side. I know whoever it is can't get in because it has a latch lock on my side. I tiptoe a few feet to the bedroom and tell my fiance she needs to call 911 and I start to seriously think about getting my gun out of the safe. Before she can dial, the banging comes back, but this time it sounds like it's someone kicking in the door very, very hard. So I go to the door and yell, cops are on the way, and the beating stops and everything goes silent. By now, um, I'm just trying to get my bearings, and I start to think clear after being suddenly roused from my deep sleep. I decide to grab the bat and a knife and open the door. I look down the stairs and see all the lights are off. And upon further investigation, I see the shelving is still blocking the only other door in which someone could have gained access into the basement. Now completely puzzled, I told my fiancé that there was no one in the house and not to call the police. I went back to the basement door, and I was standing there. There was a black crow that flew up the stairs and landed on my top step. I screamed like a 12-year-old girl at a Justin Bieber concert. The crow flew back into the basement, and I ran into my room and told my girlfriend what had happened and she laughed at me i got the courage up and went back down and caught not one but two crows from the basement there was no way those two birds could have banged the door like that and turned the handle but i dismissed it in the event more the even more pressing question was how did they get into the basement we continued to have incidents in the house until we moved two months later into an, a house in the country we had purchased i was excited to leave and get away from the old house and the strange happenings, but unfortunately the excitement of the new home was short-lived. Whatever was in the old house came with us, and it was not happy. So um, after a few more exchanges, and I told you know David how shocked I was by everything, I kind of shared some other experiences of an old house that I used to live in that was built in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. And then he proceeded to tell me about his experience at the new house out in the country. He said when we moved, things got worse. My daughter would scream that there was a woman in her room. My son, at about 18 months, started sleepwalking. One night, I heard a noise in the living room and went to investigate. It was dark, and I saw a dark mass in the corner. When my eyes adjusted, I could see it was my son, and he had the heat register removed and was digging in it. 
When he turned around, he had this crazy look in his eyes. The final straw was in 2008, after three years in the new house, I was tired of fighting with my daughter every night about sleeping in her own bed. I took her to her room for bed, and she threw a fit about the old lady. I told her to stop, and there was no old lady, and she needed to go to sleep. A few hours later, she started crying, and I went in and told her to knock it off. The next morning, I woke up, and my daughter was in our bed. I uncovered her and flipped her around, and I saw her legs and side were covered in deep scratches. I woke her mom up and showed her. Later that day, she told me the mean old lady was mad at her and did it. We moved two weeks later. Before we moved, I called a friend who claimed to be able to help. He went into the house when we were gone. I don't know what he did, but we never bo- we were never bothered in the home again. My daughter is 13 now, but she is still scared of that house, and she still remembers what happened to her. That's messed up. I'm glad that you moved, though, seriously, because... I'd have moved long before he did. You gotta sage that shit, Dave. That's not cool. Man, no. No. You stayed a lot longer than I would have. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's our episode for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Just a quickie, but we love you guys, and thanks for the support, and I hope that you enjoyed episode 15 on the Joplin Spook Light, so sleep tight. Don't let the ghosties bite. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>